Hey everyone, hope you are all good. So before I go into today's podcast, what I am going to announce is something pretty big. So the Female Fat Loss Program is starting and is launching already for a start date of the 8th of January. So why am I talking about it now really early on? Because I know it's going to sell out. I know the numbers are going to be at a level that we're going to sell out. So why am I offering it to the people who listen to the podcast and the email list first? Because you've been loyal. You because you've been listening to this throughout the rest the rest throughout the whole year, and it's been amazing. And the support has been amazing. So I want to reward you with being given the priority list and the offering of getting jumping in on the female fat loss program starting on the eighth of January, twenty twenty four. So what do you get? You get rid of the all or nothing approach. You get eight weeks of coaching. You get weekly check-ins, you get accountability, you get your own personalized training, whether it's home or gym, or you can do your own training. You get your personalized calories, you get an individualized coach, you get a one-to-one call with me towards the end, you get a Facebook group with like-minded people, you get weekly lives, and you did I say that you get rid of that all-or-nothing mindset? And you also know that you're taken care of in January, that you're not going to do the same silly shit that you normally do excuse my French, but it's not the same city shit that you normally do, which is go full ham and full restriction after eating all the full hams after Christmas. So if you're interested in joining the female fat loss program and getting things right in 2024 and making 2023 the last year that you ever feel like the way you currently do and know that you have the power to reset after Christmas and know that you're in safe hands after Christmas, the price is 99 euro for eight weeks. That is less than €1.80 per day. That's less than your your cup of coffee that you buy probably every single day. So if you are interested in signing up for the Female Fat Loss Program starting on the 8th of January for €99, click on the link in the show notes. If you want more information, drop me a DM or drop me an email and we can have a chat and we can kind of go from there. So it's €99 for eight weeks starting on the 8th of January 2024. Hope to see you there in the Female Fat Loss Program. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is a live that I've done with the current female follows group from the October group and we are kind of heading in towards the second last week as we speak. So today's episode is a different take on what most people will be taught and even told in relation to follows around Christmas. So this is something that a lot of people can be freaking out about and are freaking out about is how to maintain their results. This is the episode for you if you want to do it. If you have any questions on it, please do ask, DM me, whatever it may be. And if you have any questions on it, please do ask. So I hope you enjoy the episode. So today's topic is going to be what a lot of people are going to freak out about in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Like there's what, four weeks? Uh, to Christmas, five weeks to Christmas. And a lot of people are going to freak out about how to manage it when the realistic thing of it, there's nothing to really worry about. And I think what from my experience is the people who kind of like do the mindset work during the year generally feel a lot better around Christmas. Christmas is where like food guilt and food freedom can be disrupted and motivation willpower all these kind of buzzwords that are out there can be kind of dropped and people kind of tend to lose their own themselves because they've restricted themselves all the way into christmas and then they wonder why when 
loads of food comes in, they don't know what to do with it. It's kind of like going from someone, you know, it's kind of like the lottery. It's kind of like if you look at the stats about people who win the lottery, majority of people who win the lottery go bankrupt afterwards because they don't know how to handle that situation. They don't know how to handle the loads of money that's coming in. Um, and that happens a lot if you look at any of the stats with those in America because the money over in America is bananas. And then there's also the year of millions of stuff that happens. So with Fat Loss and Christmas, I've created this little acronym. So this is going on the podcast as well, so people won't be able to see it. But what can people can see is this acronym here. All right. So people may have seen a post that I put out a little while ago about there was an acronym for weight loss. So I've created one for Christmas. I'm going to talk about every single one of those as much as I can in detail so that you feel decent about it. Okay. So for those in the podcast listening, I've created an acronym for Christmas. C is create structure. H is have fun. Or is have a reset day. I is your intent matters. S is spend it with loved ones. T, take a break from tracking. M is make memories. A, accept you will overeat and drink at some stage. And S is start again before the new year. Now, I'm going to take you through every single one of these as much as I can. Okay, so the first one that I'm going to look at is creating some sort of structure. And the first thing that I'm doing, and I've been sitting down with my one-to-one clients over the last, since I came back from holidays, is I've got every single one of them to write out what's coming up over Christmas period, over this silly season that's happening. Like what social events have they got coming up? So they look at, right, we know that Friday and Saturday, they may be going out to a 40th and a Christmas party. They know next week. They've got a meal out with the girls. The following week, they've got a big family dinner because they might be going away for Christmas. So if we look at the next four or five weeks, what you've kind of coming up for Christmas, you can make some sort of adjustment or some sort of plan for yourself. So if someone's tracking, they can use the weekly calorie average. So say if you're on 2000 calories a day, you bring it down by 10%, 1800 calories, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is about 3,500 calories, Saturday, 17 or 1800, Sunday, 1700 calories. That shows you that the weekly calorie average will work. And that shows you that you've reduced your spending in order to compensate for the event that you've had and allow you to enjoy the event. It's not the event that disrupts people. It's not the nights out that disrupt people. It's not the meals out that disrupt people or derail people. It's what they do afterwards. So if we take things, if you think about it another way, you don't get, you don't lose fat from one salad you won't gain fat from one meal. It's the exact same thing. So if I was to get any of you to write now, listening to this or watching this live would be to write out for the next kind of three or four weeks, what social events are kind of coming up for yourself. Then what I would get you to write beside that is what is your intent behind that event? Okay. So what I mean by the, what's the intent? Is it, is it, or what type of event is it? Should it be? So behind that event, is it drinks and food? Is it just drinks? Is it just food? Or what is it? That means you can make a little bit more of a structure for yourself and make that a little bit more easier for yourself to kind of plan for it. So, and then the H kind of comes in, which is have fun. I want you to have fun when you're like, this is the one time in the year you probably see people you haven't seen for ever, realistically. People are coming home, family are coming home, friends are coming home they haven't seen in ages. This is what, the second Christmas since post-COVID? And I know during COVID, Christmas wasn't great. Christmas was crap. Um, 
And now last year was the one when everyone would just went lost to run themselves completely. And that's okay. But I know it was harder for people to reset themselves last year. And I found that with clients previously because they didn't know how to deal with the people, the choices, all that kind of stuff. But have fun. Look at what your structure is. Look at when your meal's out or your drink's out or have some fun. If you're clear on your values on what matters to you, that's the most important thing. So having fun is being clear on your values. So if we were to look at your values as fun, focus, family, fitness, fun, focus, family, fitness, fun, and the last one is finance. So if you look at and rank those in order of one to five, you'll probably realize that family or friends are number one, are most important to you. Number two probably is either your mental health and number three is probably your fitness. But then you wonder why all your all your eggs are kind of going in one direction with your fitness when the reality is it's not what's the most important thing to you, family and friends is. So if you're clear on what your goals are, clear on what your values are, which is family and friends. So then we realize that family and friends are the most important thing to you, particularly around Christmas. And your values can change at times of the year. They can change as you progress through life. So it's really, really important for us to be clear on your values. If family and friends are most important to you, well, then fitness isn't going to be the, the most important thing to you in there. It might be second or third. It might be third or fourth. It might be fifth. But then we also wonder why are our, are our actions bringing us towards the direction that are aligned with our actions or with our values? So I know myself right now is my most important thing right now is family and friends. Second one is making sure my mental health is number two. And finance, or, or sorry, um, fitness and health is probably number four. It's not that important to me right now. So that's why I'm playing football and that's I'm going for the walks. But the mental health part comes in with the, 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 the walking part of things. My most important thing is family and friends, whoever's around me. So that's why it's important to have that structure for yourself, to know what's coming up for yourself, how you can plan into it and how you can plan out of it. Banking some calories could be it. If you're not banking calories and you're aiming for meal structure, if your meal structure is normally three meals and two, two snacks or three snacks, aiming for three meals and one snack, and that could help you. Second one will be to have fun, which I've spoken about being clear on your values. What's important to you at Christmas? Is it to train yourself into obliterate? to obliteration or is it spend time with loved ones and that will direct you the third one is reset day the bit that i find a lot of people can struggle with is is having it's kind of as i said in the picture which is confused so first to the 26th of december is festive 27 to the 31st of december is confused full of cheese and unsure of the week or day of the week that's what happens. People don't know what day it is. You don't know what the hell's happening between those two days. You go into just this delirious state of festive cheer or food or whatever it may be. Having a, a plan for yourself and looking at when you're going to reset. And a reset, and I had this conversation with one of the one-to-one clients this morning. She, for a very long time, believed a reset was going back into restriction mode. That's not what a reset is. A reset is going back towards what you have been doing. Now, for many, that will be a restriction, unfortunately. But what this client has accepted right now is it's going back into structure. It's going back into what works. It's going back into having the regular meals and structure. And there's no one of that client is absolutely flying it now. 
Food Guild has left the building. They're clear on their values for Christmas. It's about making memories with the kids. So having a reset day of saying, right, I'm going to have a little bit more food and drink at the 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. And knowing the 28th is where you bring that structure back in. Back in. It could be, you can change the dates. It might be 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th and reset 27th. Or it might be 25th, 26th, all the way up to, to New Year's Eve where you don't reset. And that's okay. But it's about owning the decision at the back of it. Like you can't fail Christmas. You can't fail fat loss. You can't fail food. Like this isn't a test. This is just a rough set of guidelines that I've seen help people manage this time. But what too many people try to do is because they know or have been taught nothing else, which is restrict themselves into mass destruction into Christmas. They aim for 1,200 calories leading up to Christmas. And then after Christmas, they go back to 1,200 calories because the scale has gone up by 6 kg. I can assure you it's not fat gain. You would have had to have a stupid amount of calories. Like, I mean, very stupid amount of calories. And it would be nearly impossible to have gained a significant amount of decent amount of fat unless you've literally eaten and drank everything. But I would say that's okay. You need to be able to accept that. And that's why I comes in, which is intent matters. If you look at the events that are coming up for yourself, that's why I bring intent. What's your intent for each of those meals? Is it to eat and drink everything? Is it to make memories? Or is it to know that you're going to have a couple of drinks, your meal out, and then reset and feel okay for the next kind of couple of days? That's up to the individual. Like I know myself, the the meals out that will be had will be there'll be normal kind of coming up to the meals enjoy the meal pick two out of four rule maybe I don't know it depends on how I'm feeling to be honest with you I don't tend to not overthink it at this stage so one way to keep your intent and say right what do I want to kind of fully immerse myself into this do I want to keep checking myself or do I want to stick with some sort of routine for my goal and stick some element towards my goal and that's why intent matters. If your intent is to eat and drink everything, well, then that's okay. But you need to own the decision afterwards. It's not about beating yourself up. It's not food guilt because you're giving yourself permission to have it because food guilt means you've done something wrong. And the overarching element behind food guilt is shame, which means I am a bad person for having enjoyed myself with my friends and family. That's essentially what you are repeating to yourself on a nonstop feedback loop every time that you overeat and have that food guilt. But food guilt has been taught to you, so it can be unlearned. It's been taught to you from people making comments at home, maybe your parents, maybe your mom, your auntie, your granny making, oh, you were a chubby child, or should you be having that, or you were bullied, or there was trauma or grief in your life. That's essentially where that grief or that guilt comes from, that you feel you should be doing something according to what other people view. But what do you want to do? Look at what intent matters to you. Be clear on your values and look at your intent. That's the big, big thing. If you're clear on why you, why you want to do something, what you want out of an event, well, then you, it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. Because all you're looking realistically is from acceptance and validation from other people. But you're relying on what other people are, you're relying on other people to give you that rather than looking at what you can do for yourself. You don't need Mary down the road who you talk to twice a week when you're passing them on the walk with their dog. You don't need them to say, oh, you look great. Sure, it's great fleeting. 
It's a fleeting moment of greatness or a nice feeling. I get that. But you don't need it. You want it. But you don't need it. Everyone wants to feel great. Everyone wants to feel comfortable in their clothes around Christmas. They don't like that bloating feeling. But it's not the carbs that make you bloated. It's not the drink that makes you bloated. It's a combination of everything. Like if I drank too much water right now, I'll feel bloated. Does that make water bad for me? If I had chewing gum right now and I got bloated off it, that will happen. Does that make chewing gum bad for me? So that's, there's the logic things like, oh, I've, I've over, I've had all the carbs. I've had a carb day. I've had a fats day. I've had a dirty day. I've had a cheat day. They're the kind of language that comes in. So look at your intent. The next one is S, spend it with loved ones. If you're clear on your values and you want to enjoy Christmas, enjoy it. Like, have the few extra drinks, have the few extra meals if you want. Go for double up a Christmas day if you want. It's okay to have more food and drink. What's more important is you don't remember what you did last year on Christmas Day. More often than not, you probably don't know what you had you probably don't know who was there you don't know what you ate or didn't eat there that's not what you remember you make you remember of the games you played the laughs you had the stories you had the sing-alongs that you had they're the stuff that you remember that's what christmas is about but people freak out about the abundance of food people try to almost ruin it for themselves and take that away from themselves at Christmas and wonder why they can't stick to anything. When you're restricting yourself into it, you're, you're losing what Christmas is about, which is being with people around you, spending time with loved ones, having a laugh, having a sing-along, catching up with people you haven't seen in ages. Maybe siblings are coming home, parents are coming home, maybe you're coming home. But it's important to spend it with loved ones. Being clear on your values comes back to that as well. Having fun, some fun. Look at those meals out there you're having. Look at your intent. T is take a break from tracking. So Christmas isn't about fat loss. Christmas is about having fun and making memories. So what I've recommended all my clients to do, whoever is tracking calories or whoever is in active fat loss phase, is to stop dieting from probably this about two weeks before Christmas. Why? Because it's too hard to do it. It's not impossible. And some people will like a challenge, but it's, impo- it's, it's, it's more difficult. So it's about maintaining. It's about learning how to maintain. And that's why I say take a break from tracking for a few days or a week or whatever it may be. Links back into creating structure, aiming for three meals, two or three snacks could be helpful for you. But that's not about fat loss. That's about making sure you're, you're, you're not starving yourself, not restricting yourself. But taking a break from tracking for those few days could just allow yourself to have that freedom for yourself. And it could be that the difference between you enjoying yourself and taking away from it by going into a nap. Like no one wants to be this person at the table with their friends or their family, whoever they're spending Christmas with, the person on the phone tracking their food. And that's a control thing. But you're not in control if that's the case. The food is in control of the decisions if you are feeling guilty about not tracking on those days. Now, most of us aren't bodybuilders. Most of us haven't got a show in a few weeks or whatever it may be. That's why taking a break from tracking calories can really help. 
it gives you that kind of ability to actually enjoy yourself. Tracking is a short-term solution. It's a great education tool, but it's not a long-term thing that you should be doing all the time. That's why 70 or 80% of my one-to-one clients do not track calories. The ones that do are either brand new to it or they've gone back to it or they've ventured into it to see what it was like. But the vast majority of my clients do not track calories. I know in the female fat loss group, it's a little bit different. But because I'm working so hand in hand with my one-to-one clients, that's why that tool can be there because it's not just a sheet. It's checking in on meals, looking at food diaries, looking at that side of things. So taking a break from tracking can cause a lot of fear for someone because they feel they're losing control. It can cause anxiousness for them because they feel they're losing control. But you're not in control now of the tracking, an app. Remember when you were a kid, you didn't have these apps when you were a kid. And you learned how to eat. You knew when fullness was. You knew when uh, hunger was. So what happened for you? There's a disassociation between, between yourself and food. We're too busy looking at ourselves, looking at like this in the living room, looking at two different phones. We're on our phone. We're on our laptop on our lap. We've got something on our TV in front of us. And then we're trying to eat dinner at the same time. We're also trying to change maybe a kid on the floor with your foot. That's essentially what people are trying to do. They're very, very busy. They're they're not present with things. They don't know what their values are. They don't know what their intent is. We're all being very, very busy fools. We're not present at all with what we do. We're always eating with distractions. We have our phone in our hand. We're watching some influencer do something I don't know, walking around a supermarket trying to fearmonger food with you. And we wonder why we start to believe these things. But if you actually sat down with a meal and actually enjoyed it and be present with the meal, you'll learn more about yourself and learn more about food and what your values are by doing that. I know there's one or two people in the group who have come from one-to-one, have gone back into a group as for a different phase of their life, and they've done that work. But also realizing that M comes in. It's about making memories, about spending time with loved ones. A comes in, accepting you will overeat and drink. Sometimes with food, there can be this perception that perfection needs to exist with food. I cannot define perfection with food. And I'm meant to be a nutritionist. Perfection with food doesn't really exist, one but it's also subjective to every single individual out there. Like Michael's goals with food and values around food will be very, very different to mine. Some some person might be a foodie. Some person will just seek food as a way of cooking. Some people will just use it as a way to fuel themselves through training. So there's very different reasons for it. But you can't, like perfection of food is one way to fail every time. Because perfection means it's the inability to accept that you are human. So there's a level of arrogance brought to it that we're not allowed to overeat. We're not allowed to overdrink at any time in our lives. Food is one of these things that we're learning about all the time. We're learning why we do things, our behaviors around it, our triggers behind it, our awareness behind it, why we do certain things, why we rely on it in a certain way, why we stress eat, why we emotionally eat why we overeat, learning about those different things. It's about 
learning about yourself, learning about what's important to you. But perfection of food doesn't exist because it's subjective. It has no one definition. And you also can't fail food. Food isn't an exam. You don't grade yourself every day. You don't grade yourself every week. And people are really good at being harsh on themselves if they have to. But it's not an exam. It's not a test that you can fail or you get a C minus for or a pat on the back just for having protein with every meal. Most people are honestly treating themselves better, their phones better, or their cars better than themselves around food. They're trying to survive on as little as possible through the day in a hope that they just get through the evening and they don't overeat in the evening. And guess what? Implosion happens in the evening. Everyone charges their phone at night. You don't not charge your phone at night and then try to survive the whole day on 15%. You don't hope to have be in the red in your car tank, in either in petrol or diesel or electricity, and expect to be able to get from Dublin to Galway on that amount of petrol. You also, with that all or nothing mindset around food, a useful way to kind of look at it is with the all or nothing mindset, you must be happy. I'll bring it away from food. You must be happy with having all the money, but you also must be happy with having no money at the same time. But most people, when it comes to money, they want money to be able to enjoy their lives. But why is it with food? We're okay with having no food, but then we're also having with all the food. So we need to look at it from a perspective that somewhere in the middle is where people find that contentment around food. It's realizing that there will be times you overeat. There will be times you undereat. There will be times you lose sight of things. There will be times you eat distracted. There will be times you overdrink. There will be times you don't drink enough water. There will be times you don't get enough protein into your meals. There will be times you get enough fiber into your meals. But it's looking at where you first started from, where you start, first started looking to live the values that you wanted to and bringing in that focus for yourself. And, and understanding that there will be lessons learned and listen to the language. It's a lesson. It's not a mistake. It's not a failure. You will overeat. And there can be a level of arrogance brought to food that you're not allowed to fail, that you're not allowed to overeat, that you're not allowed to drink because it's going to undo anything. There's nothing to undo if your mindset is crap around food. And unfortunately, diet culture has a lot to play around with it. Big Booty Betty sticking up posts about what I eat in a day, but first sticking a picture up of, of, of her bum up on Instagram first. How is that helpful? More often than not, they're actually not eating that food in general. More often than not, they don't have a great relationship. They can read Those things can really, really help people, those videos and posts and stuff. I really do think they are great. But when they stick a picture of their, their, their bum or their six pack or whatever it is first there's no there's no reason for them it's not helpful because it's going it's giving an unrealistic expectation of what they have that person has to do to look like that or the person viewing it has to do to look like that the the final s is start again before new year so that leads in with the reset day the longer you leave it after christmas the harder it is to start back it's easier to reset if you have a reset day. It's easier to go back into what you've been doing after a couple of days. It's not about 
maybe it is going back to calorie counting. Maybe it's going back into having regular meals or more structure. Maybe you want to have a few days where you're just present with your family and that's okay. If the scales goes up, the scales goes up. Remember, there's nothing derailed. There's nothing to undo. The scales will do what the hell it wants. If I, if you want to do an experiment at home, step on the scales fasted one morning after you've gone to the bathroom, no food. Then drink two liters of water. Now step back on the scales afterwards and watch that scales go up. That's how easy it is to manipulate that piece of plastic on the floor. And you've done nothing wrong. All you've had is water. But most people say, well, the scale's gone up because I've had more carbs. The scale's gone up because I have more fats. The scale's gone up because I've had more sugar. Well, I've just proven that the scale's gone up because of water. So does that make water bad? Sure, you can die from too much water, a.k.a. drowning. And you can also die from too little water called dehydration. So is water bad for you because the scale's gone up because you drank too much water? Like if we think of it logically, it can't be. The scales probably will go up around Christmas. That's just fact. But I can guarantee it's just water weight. So that's why it's essential to have that reset day for yourself and starting again before Christmas. Don't be the person that waits till the 1st of January to get back into things or the 2nd of January or the 8th of January or the 16th of January. Don't be that person. Because I guarantee you're not going to go very far. You're going to be back to where you were next year and the week year after, unfortunately, because you haven't changed the method. You're not clear on what you want to do. Don't be the person that sets the new year, new me goal of, oh, I'm going to lose 10 kg by Wednesday. What day is it? Tuesday. Don't be that person. But those new year goals are amazing if they're li- someone's living by their values. Like I know one of my big ones is to learn Spanish in the new year, go back to learning it. I haven't learned Spanish since I was like 18. But when I was away, I enjoyed speaking it with whatever I pigeon Spanish I had. So I want to go back to try and learn it. That's my main goal for next year. Because I know I have a trip away again in May to Spain and be able to practice it and see how I check in on myself. But around Christmas and fat loss and nutrition around Christmas, one is creating structure. Number two is have some fun. Number three is have a reset day. Number four is watch your intent and your intent matters. Number five is spend it with loved ones. The T is take a break from tracking. M is make memories. A is accept you you will overeat and drink at times. And the S is start again before a new year. Now, there could be other ones that I could have tweaked and changed. I was talking to Michael about these before we came on. But that's the general breakdown. You can't fail Christmas. You can't fail weight loss. What you can't fail is not living by your values and understanding what's important to you. So I know what's important to me this Christmas is family and friends. I will keep some sort of structure in my week, weeks off or whatever it may be. The walks won't stop. My train two or three times a week, whatever it may be. If I miss it, so be it. If I get it, great. But I'm not going to beat myself up for it. There'll probably be one or two days of overeating, and that's probably about it. And then I just go back into it. But that's because I've done the work on the mental side of things. Like I've been where a lot of people in this group have been. 
I've been two and a half, three stone heavier, I think, at some stage. I went 2017. So I've been in that position, wondering why that scales wouldn't go down after January. Thinking this lettuce diet will, will solve the issue for me. Giving up alcohol, giving up all the foods I enjoy. I've been where you are potentially thinking about going or have been last Christmas. But from someone who's walked to walk and talked to talk, you're not going to get very far with that. It has never worked. Oh, but the scales went down because they dropped cal- carbs or dropped alcohol. Yeah, but what happens when you bring those foods back in? The scales goes up. Well, then we start blaming those foods for it. Or we have this association with this was those foods that was causing the weight gain. So as soon as we take those out, the weight gain drop or the, the weight drops. But what about having them in moderation? Moderation isn't sexy in any way. If I called this the female moderation program, you'd be like, what the hell does that even mean? So it's really, really important for us to look at it. Keep some structure. Have fun. Make memories. Take a break from tracking if you want it and need it. Intent matters. Have a reset day. Accepting that there will be times you overeat and drink and that's okay. And then once again, have it start somewhere again before the new year. And what I mean by start is get a food shop in, get some decent food into the house. And I guarantee as soon as you get back into your walking or your routine or whatever you're doing, you won't feel as sluggish. You'll be ahead of the curve and you won't feel as sluggish as you have potentially for the rest of the that you have every other Christmas. So that's my take on Christmas. It shouldn't be about fat loss. It should be about living your life. Christmas and fat loss, it's too hard to do it. It can be done, but it's very hard to do it. Like, it's really hard to do it. Um, So that's why I would advise about two weeks before Christmas is where I would kind of look at, say, if your calories are set at like 16 to 1800 calories, well, then bring them up a little bit if you, by three or 500. If you want to do it that way, if you're not tracking, I would say try to keep some sort of structure for three meals, two or three snacks a day. If you're out for your meal out or whatever, maybe maybe the meals, the days that you're not out for meals or drinks, maybe bring it down to three meals or three meals and one snack and see how you go that way. But it's about maintaining. And maintaining isn't sexy. Maintaining. Most people don't have a weight loss issue. People have lost weight before and they'll lose it again. People have a maintenance problem and a perspective problem. That when they overeat, they don't know how to handle it because they've never been taught. They don't know how to maintain. Everyone can lose weight. That's a fact. Everyone can gain weight. That's a fact. But we don't have a weight loss problem. We have a maintenance problem because we don't know how to deal with shit when shit hits the fan. When life ramps up, we drop everything. Then we go back to the trusty reliables, food, alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be. But we don't know why we do things. We don't understand why we overeat in the evenings or whatever it may be, because we haven't got the tools. It takes time to learn them. I'm still learning. Food is just one of these journeys that you never stop. And your priorities will change. But also it's managing your expectations. Like if you're someone who has kids 
the expectation you need to put you ask yourself is are you expecting to be able to do everything you could before you were a parent or is your expectation that you're going to have hours and hours in your week the meal prep and when you don't do it you feel like a failure or is it that you need to be in the gym three or four times a week four hours a week or five hours a week when the reality is if you did got out for a walk or you got out for 22 20 minute workouts in your week you're probably doing pretty well so it's often the expectations versus reality is what what will what will beat people up aka perfection so i'm hoping this has helped people um so if you have any questions at all give us a shout i will stop recording now thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast if you are interested in the female fat loss program starting in january 2024 on the 8th of january click on the link in the show notes or pop me a dm for more information there are a small number of spaces left for january's intake so if you want to be in safe hands and know you are in safe hands for january and you can enjoy your christmas and knowing you're ready to go in january the female fat loss program is for you as always, please do tag, share, review the podcast. The more you do that, the more support it gets, the more people can find out proper information on nutrition and training and health and mental health. So thank you so much for listening.